Yo, 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 welcome back. This is the Destructive Doctrine Podcast. Welcome back to the Destructive Doctrine family. Hopefully you've been doing well. This is one of your hosts, Eddie E. I'm joined again today <laughs> by Pastor Louie, my yes, primo, sir. primo. Uh, we here, ready to go, jump in and do our thing. Yes, sir. So uh, last week we talked about uh, kind of what the goal of the, the podcast is. Uh, the title, Disruptive Doctrine. I know some people might hear the word disruptive and think it's bad. And we're not disrupting the good guys. We're disrupting the bad guys. We the, are disrupting the lies. Yeah, the concept is to be destructive and disruptive to what's false. Correct. To what has become normalized by society rather than being known as weird and unholy by the scriptures, by what Jesus himself said. Yep. So we're here to set the record straight where what Jesus said is normal. And unfortunately, what's being taught in a lot of churches is to actually the weird stuff. I mean, Jesus oh, yeah. oh. was considered a blasphemer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul. I mean, I think I believe it was Paul who said that, uh, you know, the, that which is bad is now considered good. And, and we're, we're, we're headed in that direction. Just look around, you know, look around, look around our world, look around our neighborhoods, look around our work, everything. Yeah. Everything is, is going upside down, which is the title of today's episode. Nice segue. Nice yeah, segue. I, I very, know. Very On nice. Day two and we already pros at this, but Get today <laughs> uh, we are beginning a series called Upside, upside Down, Down Kingdom. Kingdom. Today we're going to be doing part one um, and we're going to go ahead and jump into it. So the two questions we're going to ask answer today is what exactly is the kingdom of God? Who runs the kingdom of God? And then Brother Eddie is going to be leading the charge and discussing what is the purpose of the kingdom. So to begin, I mean, there's not enough time in the world to. Oh, this is really, a deep. This is a deep. This topic. Is, so we're going to be doing basics. We're going to be chunking this in parts. Yeah. So this is the elementary. This is kindergarten. And then we'll be revisiting these topics again in the future. But to go deeper and we're going to learn together. So every time we touch on this topic, we're going to go deeper and deeper and deeper. And, so. and know that we are we are actually reaching out to people, uh, others, scholars, people that are studying, people that are first and foremost. Yeah, it's not just us. Yeah. We are bringing them on as well. They will be touching on these topics and, and bringing their revelation in light of the word as well. So this, this is going to be fun. This is going to be good. Yep. So uh, what is the kingdom of God? So if we're in order to fully begin to understand this topic i want to go to matthew chapter 6 and we are going to read verses 9 and 10 it says this then is how you should pray our father which art in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven so as we read this verse on earth as it is in heaven, I started to ask myself, what exactly is Jesus saying here? Because the way he described the verse, he kind of made it sound like earth and heaven are a, a, a similar place. He's saying that God's will needs to be complete on earth 
as it is in heaven. So there is a correlation. There is a connection. It's it's not our earth will separate from, from right. heaven's will. Right. Is right. They should be all one will connected together. Correct. The design of Christ. That's right. He's literally saying it's the same will that's in heaven is the same will mm-hmm. as that that's on earth. So I began to ask myself, well, why, why is it the same? Um, I like I said, we're this can get so deep, but we're gonna start off with the basics. And I want to start off with what is the origin of the kingdom. So, in Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. Uh, this is one of those uh, chapters in the Bible where scholars go back and forth and they discuss who was Jesus, who was God talking to. Um, in the chapter starts that uh, Ezekiel, the prophet, is sent to speak to the king, uh, King Tyre. Right. So the first nine verses, the first 10 verses He's speaking to the king and he's telling him all these bad things that are going to happen to him. And in verse 10, the last verse, it says, you will die like an outcast at the hands of foreigners. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. The first thing that comes to my mind is that guy from uh, Mandalorian. I have spoken. And once he says I have spoken, that means nothing can be taken away and nothing can be added. It's the final authority. It's the final authority. It's the final word. So verse 10 is saying... I already said what I had to say, but then verse 11 says, then this further message came from the Lord. So I'm like, okay, so there's this, he's not talking to the King because he already said, I'm finished talking to the King. I've spoken. Verse 11 says, verse 12 says, son of man, sing this funeral song for the King of Tyre. Give him this message. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and exquisite in beauty. We know that he's not talking to the king of Tyre because the king of Tyre is not a model of perfection. You were in Eden, the garden of God. So I began to think, I'm like, well, he's definitely not talking to the king of Tyre there either because the king Tyre was not in Eden in the garden of God because the garden of God is where? In heaven. In heaven, right. Correct. So where God is not telling a human being you were in God's garden in heaven. Not at the beginning, nope. No. So who is he speaking to? He's speaking to Lucifer. The chapter continues to describe all the stones that were, and it says, um, they were given to you on the day you were created. And then as you finish the chapter, um, he starts talking about the fall of Satan. It says, you defiled your sanctuaries with your many sins and your dishonest traits. So I brought fire out from within you and it consumed you. I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All who knew you are appalled at your fate. So let's start breaking this down. Satan was a creation. Lucifer was a creation of God who was given the highest authority in heaven amongst the angels. Dressed in light. Dressed in light with the most precious stones. That same chapter says that he would go up into the mountain of God. Mm-hmm. Where else are there mountains? On earth. On earth. He says you were in the Garden of Eden. Where was Adam put into after he was created? In the garden called Eden. In a garden called Eden. So I'm sitting and thinking, okay, so we have two creations. Both made in an amazing, special way. Both given authority. 
both placed in the Garden of Eden. But then we see how Lucifer sins, gets cast out of heaven. Openly sins again. Openly sins. Dragging two-thirds of his... A third. A third. A third. And here's the thing. God made such a spectacle. He says, I left him in ashes because it says, I need to prove a point that everybody thought you were good and I saw the inside because I'm all-knowing. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. Now, God creates man and says, okay, well, we're going to try this again. We're going to make a new creation and we're going to call them man. And at this point, he had already created earth. Right. So then Genesis 1.26 says, then God said, let us make human beings in our image. There's a lot of controversy because they say the Trinity is not real. He said, let us, plural, make man in our image. And then it says, so they can be like us. Who else was made with that much authority? No one. No the Bible one. clearly says he didn't. He that with man he 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 deliberated, and then he also went a step further and ex- exalted his talents of creation by using his hands. Ooh. Everything was created by, by his word. word. But with man, Ooh. God took time. Go for it. Rolled up his sleeves. First off, had a meeting with the three persons of the Trinity and then rolled up his sleeves and said, this is going to be my handiwork. I'm going to leave a mark in this person Mm. because this person is going to be a representative of us, of what I am made in my image. So think about it like this. No, our image. It, yeah, the, yep. Our the image. Three, They're going to be the three like and us. One. Yes, the, the three and one. one. That's right. So think about it like this. Your son is a molecular carbon copy of your 23 chromosomes and the, th- the 23 chromosomes of your wife. You train him up to represent what it means to be a man of God marked on earth by the, name, by the surname of Cruz. You want him to be what? An extension of me. Sounds kind of selfish, but if you actually think about it, it it's if if done correctly, it's setting up the next generation for success. So then that's what God is doing with creation. He's saying, well, you know what? With this creation, we're not gonna make the same mistake we made with Lucifer, because Lucifer was spirit. So because he was a spirit, he couldn't be redeemed because sin requires blood sacrifice. The devil couldn't bleed. He's a spirit. So then God says, let us make him in our image. But if he's going to make him in, in his image, then why did he give us a flesh? Because Jesus knew that one day he would be God incarnated. So God in his sovereignty already was planning all this. And then he says, they will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock and all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry on the ground. So he creates the garden, the earthly garden of Eden, which an architect, before a building is built, the architect needs a blueprint. And then the construction workers use the blueprint. The blueprint, right. So and when he was making the garden of Eden, Ooh, you don't think yo, there was already a blueprint? Yo, that's deep. That's deep. Contractors Wait. contractors have the, 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 the skill and the ability to build, but they do not sway from the blueprint of the architect. Correct. 
So let's talk yeah. about the, the spiritual <laughs> architecture here. The the there was already a blueprint for a Garden of Eden because there's one in heaven that's been with God. It's his garden. He said that Lucifer the Garden of God. Correct. So he didn't have to just make it up. There was already a blueprint. And he didn't have to figure out, I need to come up with a brand. He said, I don't have to come up with a brand new blueprint. I'm not making a file new project like on Microsoft Word. He said, I'm hitting copy and paste because I'm making man in my image. My image. That's right. Now, I'm still going to give them free will. Well, you don't think that, humanly speaking, it was probably a risk. Like, well, the last time I made a creation and I gave them free will, he's turned around and sinned against me. So I'm going to do it again. But God knowing, but God being all knowing, yes. all sovereign, all powerful, saw the future, saw the end from the beginning and saw that his creation that he took his time to make with his hands and not his words was so precious to him that he was ready to send a mediator before that fall even happened. So now we have David describing humanity and and. Uh, I'm going to be in a minute. I'm going to transition so Eddie can talk about what's our role on earth in the kingdom. But let we need to solidify who we really are. The kingdom and God's creation go hand in hand. You can't talk about the kingdom without talking about man. Mm. Because he said, I created the earth for man to rule. Mm. Psalm chapter 8, verse 5, he says, starting in, ver uh, starting in verse 3, When I look at the sky and I see the work of your fingers... The moon and the stars are set, you set in place. What are mere mortals that you should think about them? Human beings that you should care for them. Yet you made them only a little lower than God. Crowned them with glory and honor. And you gave them charge of everything mm. you made. Putting all things under there. Talking about us, authority, the flocks and the herds and the wild animals. So... If we're going to talk about the kingdom, we have to talk about two things. Number one, we need to talk about that the ones who were placed in charge were us. God took himself out of the equation in Genesis 1, when he said, I'm going to let them reign. He didn't say we're going to reign with them. He said they are going to reign. And the psalmist understands that. And he's like, wait a minute, you made us God-like. Like, let's establish our position in this universe and what is the creation of everything and then in Psalm 115, verse 16, and I, this is how I'm going to transition it to Eddie. The heavens belong to the Lord, but he has given the earth to all humanity. humanity. So the kingdom is an extension of heaven. Should be. Should be. It's designed and to it, be a replica. Correct. Extension of heaven on earth. Of something that's already existing. So my pastor. <clears throat> my pastor uh, at New Life Church. I go to New Life Church, and 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 my our pastor, great guy, and he actually had um, a real good revelation that he 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 taught us in the church one day, and he says that as Christians on Earth, this should be the most hell we ever experience. <laughs> but for those of the us that are walking around among us that are Christians and have not accepted Christ, we should be the brightest representation of heaven that they see, urging them to accept that 
for eternity because so they can get people, away from hell. We're going to be the closest thing to the gospel. Our testimony, the way some, we walk, is going to be the preaching of the gospel to them because they're never going to step foot in a church. Sometimes this is the most Bible people are going to hear. That's And that's reality. That's the truth. And you were talking about Jesus and, and Adam in the garden and everything. I'm going to transition into this. 1 Corinthians 15, 45 says this, the first Adam made of earth came from the earth. Semicolon. That means there's something a lot more important on the, on the latter end. Pay attention than from and the think. beginning, right? Because what's coming afterwards is a lot more important. Okay, hmm. made from the earth, came from the earth. Semicolon. The second Adam came from heaven. Who's he talking about? Jesus. Jesus was ascended from heaven, sent by his Father as a wrapped present in the body and in, in the embodiment of a of an infant child, given to a teenage mother. Born in a stable, placed in a manger, which, by the way, that's another topic yep. for another cast. <laughs> that's another topic for another cast. <laughs> but we have so much, guys. It's not even funny. He, he he became the second Adam. Why is that important to note? Because in the structure of the kingdom of heaven, there has to be there has to be a hierarchical order. Paul says that the head of the woman is the man. The head of the man is Christ. The head of Christ is God in the church. The, the head of the church is, is Christ and, and, and God. Okay, I'm, I'm, I, I got to look up the verse because I don't, I don't want to butcher it, but there's a hierarchical order. And if God has given Jesus his, car, his carbon copy, his one of the three persons of the, of the Trinity for us to emulate, Paul even says, imitate me as I am an imitator of Christ. Yes, sir. We should be reflecting kingdom mindset here on earth. So what's the goal of the kingdom? What is the purpose of God giving us that so we can be able to be here? So the sole purpose of the kingdom is to promote Christ. Yes, it's all about him. His descent to earth through mm -hmm. immaculate conception, shed light to his grace and mercy on the cross, bridging the gap left by sin in the garden of Eden from the first Adam and his ascent into heaven where the kingdom will reside forever hmm. simply put the goal of the kingdom of heaven is to assure the gaining of lost souls for salvation that's it that's the basis of it now there's a lot of oh there's oh, let's <laughs> hang on hang on there's hang on i'm just we just look we just dipped our toes in the pool romans chapter 11 verse 36 says from him through him and to him this is all about jesus yes see the thing is this society Look, people are talking about it's it, oh, we don't want to hear about God. We don't want, that's a lie. People are okay with the concept of God, a higher power, a higher being. They're okay with having there's something, yes, I deity, I pray to it, blah, 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 blah. What they don't want is the name of Jesus. Mm. Why is it that we can hide the spiritual because we can't see it, but because Jesus, what Revelation of the Holy Spirit just now, because Jesus was made 100% man, flesh, tangible. There is evidence in science that proves he had 23 chromosomes on a maternal side and no cro one, and yep. one chromosome from the paternal yep. side. We, we can tangibly see this through history. Yep. People are scared of that. Yep. Because now it's real. But here's the thing. Where's the source of the fear? It's their uncertainty of where they lie. It's the sinful nature. Uncertainty of where they lie. So how do we push the goal of the kingdom through our lives? We have to live by the example of Christ. 
when he had finished washing their feet, John 13, 12 through 15, when he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand? He asked, do you understand what I have done for you? It wasn't a simple act because traditionally back then, the dust, the dirt, everything, these people were walking. It was sandals. Yeah. We, we know history. There, there was a tradition of washing the feet. Jesus was not the owner of said facility where they were at having this meal. So he, he had was a zero guest. reason to do ha- it. He didn't have a reason nope. to do it. He stripped himself of his glory. Oh, he broke traditional things everywhere he went. He, man. And yet we wonder, what are we here for in the kingdom? We're supposed to emulate that. We're supposed to be weird to the world. Mm. Because there's something different. And because we, there's a reflection of, of something different. And, here, and let me drop this little nugget in there. The church needs to stop using... Oh, well, we need to adapt with the times as an excuse to look like the world. Here's another revelation our pastor told us. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the word of God is like a fishing lure. Back in the 20s and 30s, I love fishing. Okay. For those of you that are getting to know yeah, us in this cast, I love fishing. Yeah. I love fishing. Back in the 20s and 30s, Fishing lures, like the the Rapala company, they, they, they were making soft wood, balsa wood lures to emulate just one thing. Just one, a, just one just it's a generic a fish. fish. Right. Just a generic fish. Throughout the decades, they have in, incorporated science. They have done research on how fish attack, what they eat, timing. So now you colors, have one for each kind of fish. Other. But what has remained the same from 1920s all the way to 2024? Drop it. The hook. The hook. Oh my gosh. Maybe the way the presentation of how we send off the word can be different, but not emulate the world. We can actually change and be able to catch somebody, but at the same time, the hook has to be the word. The word was made perfect. First, the John chapter one, verse one, in the beginning was the word and the Yo. word was with God and the word is God. The word is living, constant, fluid, never changes. Jesus is the reason why this kingdom should be flourishing. We should be an emulation, a copy of what Jesus was on earth. I'm about to trigger a core memory. <laughs> Are you ready? For those of you guys who have seen the movie Inside, I'm about to trigger. Mantra's about to bust out laughing. So when we were kids, and we would go fishing. As me and my twin <laughs> brother Mikey were learning how to fish, we didn't understand the concept. So our first fishing poles were Coca uh, uh, Cola <laughs> cans <laughs> with a hook or a stick or something, and no bait <laughs> yep. because they understood the importance of the bait in order to hook the fish. Yeah. But as we got to grow older, they gave us fishing rods. But there was one thing that used to drive Macho, which is Eddie. That's my, that's the name we know him by. But what drive him insane was when we would feel the people biting the fish yeah, and not hook it. <laughs> and this is the phrase that used to tell us, stop feeding the fish. You're feeding them. You're, You're feeding them. You're giving them. them free food. So what are we doing in the church where we're just feeding them, but we're not hooking them with the gospel. So they come in they get some food and then they leave. Feel good gospel. And that's that's, that's that's the issue. That's the problem. That's the issue. Jesus said, he, he he clearly said it in John 13, 12. He said, you call me a teacher. What have I done? What, do, do you understand what I've done for you? You call me a teacher, Lord. Rightfully so, for that is what I am. Now that I am your Lord and teacher, I've washed your feet. So you also should wash one another's feet. I have set an example 
that you should do as I have done for you. That, Examples of spreading the kingdom. That's that's what we need to work on. Yeah. And then it's funny because how we just said eating. And then Romans 14, 17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy, joy in the in Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit, which Brother Eddie has something really good on here. Well, what's the, what's the Holy Spirit's part in this? The Holy Spirit's part? Let's go. The Holy Spirit's part is to guide us through what God has established to be our conduct, to mm. be the, the guide by which we live our lives. Dr. Tony Evans uh, says this, kingdom purpose requires, requires a commitment to service. We must commit to serving God in gratitude for all he has given us, done for us, and the ways he wants to use us. So the Greek word for conduct actually means transition. No, transaction. Transaction. I'm sorry. Transaction. So there's a transaction. There's an exchange. There has to be an exchange. There has to be. A give and take. There has to be a. a what does a Paul say to crucify everything every day? What do, what do we have to crucify every Our day? Flesh every day. So what's there the transaction? A, there has to be a cause and effect. I give you the flesh, and you give me the spirit. Spirit. So that mean that that should bring more. That should solidify more in our lives. Us being able to pray, God, let me die more to myself every day, so that Jesus may live in me, through me. That that. So what's the That's receipt awesome. of the transaction? The fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit. Go for examples, it, bro. Go for it, bro. examples of spreading the kingdom mindset. First Timothy 4.12. Don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech. Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building up others. Yes. So as we talk, as we talk in conduct, in how we do things, Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, yes. forbearance, kindness, goodness, yes. faithfulness, gentleness, gentleness self-control. self-control. Yo, that's a hard one for me. I'm that's, not even going to lie. Let's go ahead and be, every- let's go, look, we got, we got a few minutes. Let's go ahead and be real. Let's go ahead and be, let's be stupid real. Let's, let's kick this off right out the rip. As a PK. As a PK, pastor's kid. For those who don't know what that means, <laughs> as a PK, we were uh, my, my my cousin was a, a PK. I was an associate uh, pastor's kid. We were both um, grandsons of a, of a church planting pastor. Yo, as PKs, let me tell you something. We were expected to have self control from the moment we could walk, uh, and that's not an exaggeration. Like we no, were, no, we were expected literally. to. Now, did we? Nope. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Nope. I mean, (laughs) the truth is we were children, just like other children. We were children. We were rambunctious. We were, we were mischievous. We were, we got into things, but at the same time, we had to learn very quickly that there was a set standard for us. Why? Because we had to show a difference. Bro, what was Bebo's biggest thing? Everything you guys do reflects on me. So everything we do reflects on Christ. Christ should reflect on and, and, and. Hey, this is this is great, man. This is great. In love, Matthew twenty two thirty nine, and the second of this is like it: love your neighbor as yourself. We should be loving. That's what we should we be are, loving to a point we where we hurt the most. We should be loving until it hurts, and then past that, we should be loving to a point where it 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 
it becomes second nature to us. Like that, Jesus, look, let me tell you something. Jesus loved so much that he, like you said, he broke tradition to go and eat with people who were known to be just marked by shame in the community. The tax collector, how is a rabbi, hmm. a teacher of the law hmm. of the, of the uh, Torah, a teacher of the Old Testament traditions held highly by the, Ju- by the Judeo uh, uh, community. community, supposed to be allowed to sit with a tax collector. Tax collectors were known for having tra- betrayed their, their people. Yeah. Because they would just sell them out to the Roman Empire and they would get a cut, which made them rich. But yep. at the same time, cost them their families, cost them their... Uh, the Chosen, the series The Chosen. Yes, Matthew, bro. Matthew. Yes. Matthew the tax collector. You see what I'm saying? Amazing. He show, was by isolated. The way. He was he was ostracized by his people. Why? Because they had a mark on him because he was willing to sell them out. And what does Jesus do? Rolls up his sleeve once again and he's like, I'm getting in, I'm gonna get dirty, I'm gonna get in there. I'm gonna get dirty. I'm gonna reach deep down inside. And I'm gonna love you past that. See, there's a there's a, a pattern here. He got dirty. With the feet? <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna. Mm, that's gonna be. That's Jeez, gonna have so, to be. Sometimes that's another that, one. That's gonna be a whole that's another, another one. Sometimes we gotta stop being comfortable and start the getting church, dirty. The church on, looks now. too clean. Come on, on the outside. On the outside. On the outside. On the outside. Just like he told the Pharisees about that cup. Remember? Yep. You're There's so. No point, you're, you're so focused, on, focused the, on, the on the outside being clean when the inside is dirty. When Jesus told. God told Lucifer in Ezekiel, says the fire that was in you, the sin that was already inside of you that no one else, I, I brought that sin out. Yeah. And yeah. I used that sin to consume you. Yep. 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 Why do you think We're Jesus so, gets so animated on that rip, topic? Because rip. he said, I've already seen it happen. I've already lost a third of my angels yep. because someone looked good on the outside, but we're rotten on the inside. So then he comes and says, listen, it's like an my- avocado. We've got the avocado syndrome in the church. <laughs> Come on See, now! It's so personally because my wife is Mexican and I'm Puerto Rican, so that, <laughs> that we got the avocado syndrome in the churches nowadays. I mean, we might look all right on the outside, and then you cut us open, and it's we're, we're past ripe, we're we're bruised, and we are of no nutritional value at that point. Yep. So so what? what, what so where does that leave us? Let's go back to this. In faith, Hebrews eleven six. Mm. Trying to wrap this up real quick. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Wow. Impurity. Matthew 5, 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Hmm. Psalms 119, verse 11 says, I have hidden my word, your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. What is, what is the full purpose of the goal of the kingdom? Emulate Christ. Because in emulating Christ, we send out that lure, but that hook is going to do the job. Yes. In emulating Christ, we walk and things happen. Without us having to force things. Because people see it. Yes. People see it. There is a difference. There is something noted that is different. There's something noted that is not like the status quo. We're supposed to show them something new. We're supposed to show them Fruit in season and out of season. We are supposed to be those weird shrubs that blossom in the winter. 
when everything else is dormant, stagnant, and frozen over, we are supposed to be the ones that are still budding and still growing. That fruit one, when you're walking down the road and you see a plant, a fruit bush that you don't used to do in Florida. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. With those uh, blue. The big big, uh, coconuts, when uh, not coconuts, the mangoes, when they would um, grow so heavy that they were growing over the sidewalks from the back, the people's backyards. And we'd be walking by the sidewalk and be like, hey. I mean, if it's over the sidewalk, it's ours. ours, The worship be like, hey, what is this? This is hanging over the, the, the boundary where the world and the kingdom of God collide. But I've never seen that fruit before. We got to taste this. When people start to see in the, the, the emulation of, of Christ himself in us, that's when we start to see the production of moving forward in the kingdom. I think that's that. That's that the is, mic drop. That's, that's, that's got to be, yeah, because... We we if not we open up another another uh and we we got another a lot, box yeah, for we, another we, couple of uh, for another hour yeah and then, and the thing is like I said we, I mean our goal is to try to keep it as short as possible but we're also not I mean we were flowing today this was awesome <laughs> but listen guys we have a lot to talk about this is just getting started we've also got a lot planned God first He's going to be opening doors uh, stick stick around stick around keep spreading the word send this out to those who who you love who you know who th- yep. you think you uh, that they might need it. And and just pray for us. Yep. We are not, you know. We are not perfect. We are not perfect in any way, <laughs> shape, or form or fashion. We are simply passionate people of God who have received revelation from the Holy Spirit in our lives. And we are we just want to share it. trying to share it as best we can with what we know. Yep. So, so like and follow us. Subscribe to our YouTube. Uh, if you go on Podbean, which I'll link it in the video description on Podbean, you'll see all the other platforms that we're on now. Um, we're on, I think, like six or seven of them now. So hit uh, it up, send it out. Yep. We also have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. All that will be linked in the bio. Um, just like us, share with everyone. Um, you know, we we want to get this word out. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna end in prayer. Um. Lord, we just we just thank you just real quick, Father God, because you are amazing, wonderful, fantastic and and just merciful and just th- th- there isn't enough words in the English language in any language to be able to describe you, Heavenly Father. We just ask, send your spirit. Father God, by this word, Lord Jesus, send your spirit by the in the authority of the Holy Spirit, Father God, that you have given us, Lord, send your spirit throughout all corners of the world, wherever this message is heard, Heavenly Father. Let it be nourishment to the to the spiritual bodies that have heard it, Heavenly Father. Let it fall on fruitful ground. And we ask, Lord Jesus, that you continue to bring a harvest towards this podcast, towards those that are out there that are spreading your gospel correctly, towards the the re of reviving of the of the church that we can see in these last days, all leaning and, and gearing our eyes towards heaven, Father God, as the ultimate goal. And we thank you, Lord, for that harvest, Father God. I ask you, Lord, this in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. We will see you back next time on the Disruptive, Disruptive Doctrine, Doctrine Podcast. Peace.